All right. Uh, Ken Jr. asks, who are your initial call-ups in the event of an injury? Uh, left, right, center, and defense. Whew. <laughs> I guess I guess we have to see who's playing well in Texas. Uh, I, I would uh, say, uh, you know, right now, defense. I, I would say if you're going to call someone up as of right now, like right now, your first call-up would probably be Gavin Bayruth. Yeah, that's that's what Gavin Bayer was signed to do. Yes. He will he will be the first call up. Um the I mean from the we talked we just talked all about Trevor City, right? Like Maverick Bork and Logan Stankhoven will have a chance starting this week to start proving they should be the first guy called up, but um guys like Nick, I mean, people forget Nick Kamano is still in the system, mm-hmm. right? Nick Kamano's going to, Nick Kamano's 25, is trusted by coaches. Um, same thing with Frederick Carlstrom's down there. Like, yeah. those are kind of the guys who have coaches' trust yep. and can be plugged in for to play eight minutes yep. if an injury calls. Yeah, so great that's call. Probably yeah. your first. So, yeah, he played real well, Carlstrom did last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go to Euro Crawl, who says, "Say the stars would be for sale. Reasons be damned. How much would Tommy G get in your estimation?" Well, to do that, we need to look at the Ottawa sale and see what that was, and then from there we can calculate. But it would be a lot more than Ottawa. Yeah, well, I mean, Ottawa sold for it was the because uh, the stars, I believe. Our most recent valuation was. Hold on, I want to pull this up on Forbes. Like so, Forbes had the stars as of uh, one billion for Ottawa. By the way, yeah, it was a sale for Ottawa. Yeah, the the stars were at valuation in November of twenty twenty two. I believe Forbes has their valuations in twenty in November each year was nine hundred fifteen million. And so I want to real quick. I want to uh, a quick clarifier to everyone, because I've talked to people who have bought and sold hockey teams before. Um, the valuations that you see are not actual sale prices, because these things aren't houses. Like, there's not. Um, it's there's only thirty two of them in the world. It's 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 such it's a it's it's like buying buying hockey teams is more like buying art. Buying the Mona Lisa, like if if you hypothetically right. It's if you wanted to compare if buying the it's more buying the Dal, buying the Mona Lisa is more similar to buying a hockey team than buying a house is. So don't think about buying a hockey team like buying a house because if you don't get as as much as if you if you're buying a house, well, there's gonna be another house for sale. There's gonna be another one. There's not gonna be another one. There's only so many pieces of priceless art in the world. There's only 32 NHL teams. So these valuations that are out there, everything like that, are more so just kind of rough eyeball things of like what they are. Like, like for example, if we were to do to kind of give people the, the NFL equivalent in Dallas. And I I just, just because I I think it's the best way to to do it right now. And I I don't like comparing everything to the NFL, but this is just a good, I think way to do it. So like the Cowboys are the most valuable team in the world or the most valuable team in the NFL at $9 billion. Right, Gavin? Yep. If Jerry tomorrow came and said, I'm going to sell the Cowboys. And if this happens on the, if this happens on your station tomorrow, I want to come on by the way, because I, <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, if, if Jerry's, if Jerry was to go and say, I'm going to sell the Cowboys, he's getting triple that. 
He's not yeah. getting nine billion. Yes, he's getting way more than nine billion. So, NHL team valuations is probably not the three X of there. Like the stars valued at 915, 920 million right now. Um, it's probably close to the two X. So I would imagine the stars with the market they're in with sports gambling becoming legalized right. here sooner than later. Um, Texas, uh, the, the Texas, um, legislature meeting every two years because people were scared to travel as Cowboys comes back into play here, which is hilarious. Um, the, at some point though, it will be sports betting will be fully legal in Texas. Yep. Um, if, Tom Gillardi was to put the cow the, the Dallas Stars up for sale tomorrow. 1.6, 1.7 billion, yeah. probably. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's kind of that's my that's my back of napkin math right now. So. Yeah. And, and the reality is you said that there aren't many sports teams for sale, and sports is a hot investment right now. Yeah. So it's it's no. the thing to do, and a lot of celebrities want to be involved, and uh, a lot of people are making a lot of money off of sports. So because the evaluations yeah. just keep going up. And going up at a high pace compared to other investments. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's go to Coach Kitchen, who says, "Let's look into the crystal ball. The next decade of stars hockey. When is their window strongest? Is it now, or are we still a few years from being even more powerful?" What's great about a few years is then you're looking at your Borks, your Stankovens, your Wyatt Johnstons, still a Robertsons, Hayskin, and you got a lot of young players. I'm mentioning. So hopefully the window has been extended due to the Stars' recent success as far as prospects that have made it into the majors. However, I will say my opinion is it's now because Pavelski won't be around. You know, you you still have Jamie Benn coming off a real good season. You have Tyler Sagan. Before those guys move on, I think the window is really strong right now. Well, I, I think the Stars are one of the few teams that's position to win a cup right now and be a contender five years from now. A lot of the teams are, are not, can't check both those boxes. Um, now I will always go with right now. There's the certainty of now. Um, Logan Stankoven, Maverick Bork, Liam Bixville, all three could be busts. Just like, it's just, it's, yeah. you don't, you don't know that you don't know that. I mean, remember when at one point we were like, Oh man, look what's coming. Julius Honka. Jack Campbell. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so just like, I'm, I'm telling you, like it's, it's, it's the, it's the, they're all, the future's always fun and exciting, but you have a certainty right now where going into this season, the stars should be one of the top, one of, should be one of the four teams in my view with the best chance of winning the Western conference, which yep. means then you're, you have, a chance of winning the Stanley Cup, and there's the certainty of right now, and um, the Stars can win the Stanley Cup right now. If the answer to your question, is, like if you were to go through the list of all 32 teams, and the answer was yes, no, can this team win the Stanley Cup right now? If the answer is yes, right now, the answer is then this is the team that you're. It's it's now versus the future. Yep, uh, I agree. No, no, it's 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 now. Yep, it is now, and that's it's not that that's not knocking the future. It's just. I don't like, are you going to, where are you going to find, where are you going to find the, we don't like, for example, we don't know what, who's going to be replaced Joe Pavelski someday, right? Like at some point, bother time, we'll get Joe Pavelski. Yeah. Like things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Green. All right. I've accepted who we have for defense, but if this is what we're stuck with, how can we maximize what we have? I understand we need Nils to play well and Harley continue, but lineups, 
non-young guys, anything else. No, I think you're stuck with what you have right now, and I think if we see anything, we will see some moves at the trade deadline, and I think whether it's a call-up like we saw with Harley last year and his quick development, so I would say this, keep your eye on Texas and keep your eye on that decor in Texas as well as keep your eye on the development of Nils, keep your eye on the development of Harley, and regular season and playoffs, Sean, I look at two different factors. You know, I I might be old school, but I think it tightens up in the playoffs. I think it becomes a lot more physical. I, I think that's where we saw some flaws in the Stars' defense. And I look at the Stanley Cup winners. I look at Vegas got tougher. Colorado got tougher on their blue line. So I, I would like to see them get a little bit more toughness. Um, but at the same time, I think we are what we are right now. Yeah, I am. Um... I would like to see I, I have a I would like to see just the experiment, just to see what it does. I would love to see from opening night, I would love to see a four a four or five combo as your top pairing. I would love to see a Miro Heshkin and Nils Lundquist pairing to start. And I and I realize I know I know if you you're throwing your phones down. Nils Lundquist was scratched in the playoffs. He hasn't earned it. Whatever. Okay. I would, I just, I want to see the experiment play out. I want to see Miro on his strong side. Not that and Miro is the best player, no matter what side he plays on, but you might as well get him on his strong side. So he's even stronger and playing with Nils Lundqvist, let Miro skates well enough to cover and everything like that. And let that pair form its own identity. If it doesn't work, scrap it. But I would love to see that from the start because that allows me two things. A, it allows me to create a pairing I can build for kind of long-term. Lundquist is 23, Miro's 24. I can have, count on them for a long time. And it also allows Thomas Harley to be the, the lead dog on his own pairing on the left side. It allows him to, so every single shift, so for 45 minutes a night, I, I think one of the one of the strengths of this Stars team, Gavin, is one of the strengths of this starters team, and it'll probably, it may be the strength on opening night. It may be the strength on December 15th, depending on Tom, how Thomas Harley starts the season. One of the strengths is 45 minutes a night. You're facing either Thomas Harley or Miro Heishkinen. That is one of the strengths of the stars team. And I think, uh, so you talk about, this is the group you've got and everything like that. I think you've got to see if you can try to add if a little bit of the physicality. Maybe this is where, where I, you play hockey and paw with, with Harley or um, I, I just think you've got a couple pieces that you can't put together right now because they slog the game down too much. Uh, David Castillo wrote a nice piece the other day about Esalen Dell and Yanni Hakamba. I like, I, I don't think they can play together anymore. Like they can, they can, they can kill penalties together, but I don't think they should be, other than late game defensive situations, you're trying to get a clear or something like that. Like I don't think Lindell and Hawk and Posh should be on the ice together anymore. So you got to keep them separated. Um, I don't, I personally would, I don't mind one of them. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind one of them with Suter if it's the third pair, but you run into a little bit of the, the Ryan Suter minute demand, yeah. which is always going to be an interesting thing to play with. I mean, I think if Ryan really Suter was the thing. third pairing, I don't think people would complain as much. A hundred percent, Gavin. Honestly, if he was playing 14, 15 minutes, a night, really good. 
yeah be fine so yeah it's, I, if that's kind of the thing it's yeah that's going to be one of the big like yeah all right uh our friend fuzzy says hey i just want to share a frosty with you amigo super cool i didn't write a book called we win here um but <laughs> you know i could tell some stories <laughs> yeah or maybe maybe we'll grab a frosty with uh sean at some point blackout dallas says who would some of the other prospects that fans need to pay attention to during the prospect tournament other than Stankoven and Bork? We did touch on that, but I definitely yeah. wanted to shout you out uh, for the tweet. Thank you so much, Blackout Dallas. Uh, John Knight says, who coaches the prospects in Traverse City? Regardless, do coaches from the NHL and AHL or other leagues make the trip? Good question. It is the uh, Texas Stars coaching staff is coaching it, and um... – the whether a coach is whether an NHL coach is there is really dependent on geography and who's there. Um, for example, we talked about the time Miro played in Traverse City. Jim Mon- I was Jim Montgomery's first season as the coach. Jim Montgomery came up to Traverse City to watch Miro Heiskanen because he wanted to build a better relationship with Miro Heiskanen. I typically don't see the stars head coach in Traverse city, even last year, like even like the stars head coach typically does not come up to Traverse city. There's gotta be a player really worth his time and investment. Now the other teams, it's a little bit different. Detroit's head coach will be there because it's three hours from Detroit. Um, Toronto tends to Toronto. Uh, Sheldon Keefe may be there cause it's a little bit closer, but um, so it's a, uh, but it's coached by uh, Neil Graham, the Texas Stars head coach, will be coaching the prospect team. There you go. Uh, let's see. Jason Rosenbaum writes, what happened to all the post-game free taco and whatnot sponsorships for a goal in the second period or whatever reason? They still do the Dr. Pepper section, but I did I did dig the tacos because they did a real good job of it's raining tacos and everything like that. So just to, just to pull back the curtain – a lot of times when companies come in, they say, hey, we want to be unique. We want to be different. So I'm sure if the stars, if a new company comes in and wants to sponsor the stars and they have beverages or something like tacos, I, I'm sure that promotion will be brought back. So it really has to do with the sponsorship level as far as, you know, looking to create something uh, unique. So you might see something different this year, but I, it was cool because I think, you know, the fans got into it. I also used to like the... Uh, the little blimp balloon, Sean, that mm-hmm. used to drop those uh, like little gift certificates through, you know, in between periods. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, did, I did enjoy that. I'm always fascinated by the people diving for a free T-shirt. I will buy those people a T-shirt to save them some injury. That's always fascinating. Mm-hmm. And if you're at a Stars game this year, folks, and a puck comes to you and you are 16 or over, please hand it to the kid in your section. Uh, unless you unless unless the one caveat okay um the one caveat is if like if you make like a ridiculous if you make like a highlight real catch that gets that's getting you on sports center that's fine like i think like like if if a puck is like shot into the stands and you're uh, and you're in and you've got two beers in your hand and you like catch it with your mouth or something like that keep that puck all right if you do something if you do something that's truly impressive keep it but 99.99999% 99.99999% of all those are not impressive. It's a little puck shot over the glass that yeah. landed at your feet. Give it to a Yeah, kid. I've had one, and uh, I had a guy try to wrestle it away. <laughs> I just said no, and I just grabbed the puck, and there was a, a, a small girl in the section, and uh, I gave it to her. My story, though, when I was in college, 
was, and I'll never forget, it was the Red Sox against the Toronto Blue Jays. The third baseman, Kelly Gruber, was fouling him off in our section, and a fly ball came our way, and I brought to the game the starting center fielder for the collegiate baseball team, and he was, like, waving people off like like people weren't going to try to get the ball anyway. Anyway, it tips off his fingertips, Sean. At the same time, some guy hits me from behind, so I go down to my knees, and I see this ball trickle down into the nacho plate that I had in the third inning. So I grab the entire nacho plate as people are wrestling with me, and I have it against my chest. I stand up. The nacho plate is attached to my sweater, and I peel it off to which unveils. The Kelly Gruber foul ball. I have no victory idea what well happened to that foul ball. A yeah. victory well, a victory well earned. <laughs> yeah, ruin the sweatshirt. Sweatshirt fifty dollars out, but man, yeah. that foul ball. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But those are, you know, I love those kinds yeah. of memories that you know many people yeah. have. All right, How uh, yeah. Way, who is a great supporter of Spits and Suds, like you all are, asks if you could bring back one former star great and put him on this team, who would it be and why? I would say. Hatcher, my selection, Sean, is Sergei Zubov. What's yours? Well, it's the uh, we're talking about in their prime, like picking sure. a player in their in, in their prime. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's Zubov. That's the if I could run if I could run a Miro Zubov first pairing, I'd have best defense in the NHL. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. I, I mean, I, Madonna would, would be a good I, selection as well, but I, you know, with the defensive, what we've talked about, Sergei Zubov would certainly solve a lot of those problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the, the only other, like it's, it, yeah, it's, yeah, that, that's kind of the way I would go on this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anti-Mietinen for shootouts. Is that. What was the name that we came up with a couple of weeks ago? That that guy that just no, it was uh, it was Yusi Okinen. Yusi Okinen, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. Anti Mietinen was on the same team. Anti Mietinen's a pull, but he wasn't a shootout <laughs> expert. So. All right, Sean, follow Sean Shapiro at Sean Shapiro and follow EP Ringside. Follow Shap Shots. He's going to keep you up to date on what's happening with your stars in the Traverse City tournament. He'll also throw out some other names that are. You know, around the league, uh, prospects that are doing well. The name of the book, Support Sean, is We Win Here. You can also support him. He has it on Twitter through his Substack, and it's just a small fee, but you get exclusive information from Sean Shapiro. You're a beast, my friend. Appreciate you answering all those questions and appreciate you doing the podcast as always. It's always fun, man. It's always fun. And, uh, to watch some real hockey tomorrow so let's do it yeah enjoy traverse city my friend that's going to do it for spits and suds thanks to each and every one of you that support this program don't forget please tell a friend we're heading into the season we're looking for new people to listen to spits and suds we want to remain the number one podcast here in dfw for hockey for your dallas stars so please tell a friend hey these guys are grinding these guys are working hard we can't wait for the season to start so that's going to do it for spits and suds i'm gavin spittle have a great day everybody